Hey there, everybody. Bob Beatty Barr here, and welcome to episode 11 of the My Friends Are Amazing podcast. This week, I sat down for a conversation in my studio office, and we tested some XLR mics. In fact, we recorded using some Shure SM58s, and I think it turned out great. Not only did it sound pretty amazing, but the topic of conversation was incredibly enlightening, and I learned a ton. Brand and I spend a bulk of our time discussing personal pronouns, new names, and the role of gender studies in their college experience. But before we get into the actual conversation, let me give you some brief podcast updates. Last week's episode with Owen Beatty Barr was the last in my mini-series that I called My Kids Are Amazing. I think if you go back and listen to those, you'll learn a lot about our family dynamic and the interesting things my kids have done and are doing and will be attempting in their future. The new listen goal for the podcast is to push toward that 1,500 listens, and we're well on our way, and we have tons of ways that you can listen to the podcast. You can find episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just search My Friends Are Amazing. Heck, you can even do it on Google. Just add podcast to the end and boom, pick your favorite podcast network and hit that subscribe button, please. Don't forget, if you have the Amazon Digital Assistant, I can't say the name or she'll join us on the podcast, try the AnyPod skill. It's really great for listening to this podcast and many others. In fact, it's probably one of my favorite skills. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Social Imposter, reputation management for social networking profiles. Social Imposter is a customized service utilizing proprietary technology that finds and mitigates the removal of fake social network pages on behalf of high-profile brands, actors, Athletes, models, musicians, politicians, military officers, business people, members of the clergy, and their management teams. So basically, if you have presence on social media and you're concerned about protecting your own reputation and also protecting the visitors to your page to make sure they're not getting scammed by fake profiles, Kevin Long and the Social Imposter team, that's who you need. So go ahead and check them out at socialimposter.com. The podcast is also... The podcast is also brought to you by The Bob and Kevin Show. The Bob and Kevin Show streams live on YouTube every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And I believe this week their episode will be episode number six. So if you haven't caught up with other episodes, you can check us out on our very own new YouTube channel. Just search Bob and Kevin Show on YouTube and you will find us. Uh, We will help you kick off each and every Monday morning covering various technology topics. Uh, We look at different news headlines and discuss some of the ones that are the most relevant to us and possibly you. We quiz each other each week. We take turns. That's always a fun segment. And we do other fun stuff and cover Umbraco news as well. So be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can always find a link to the live stream at BeattyBar.com. This week, my guest is Bran Kroc. Bran is a 19-year-old college sophomore studying gender studies at Mount Holyoke College in Western Massachusetts. They are a non-binary, they are non-binary and trans, and are interested in activism and social justice. In their free time, they enjoy knitting, sewing, and reading as many books as they can carry home from the library. Bran has known my family since before birth. Uh, Actually, my wife Caroline was a doula when uh, Bran was born. And uh, Bran also grew up with my children, and we all practiced martial arts together. And Bran was also in the marching band with my oldest son, Joshua. So in this podcast, we dove into the many amazing aspects of Bran's life pretty quickly. 
And uh, this episode, I learned a ton. And Brian and I hope you do too. So let's get into it. Here we go. Um, so Brian Croc. Brian Croc. When did that happen? Um, so I have been like kind of looking for a new name since I decided that I was non-binary. Um, like. Okay, you might have senior to. Senior year. You might have to help people listening, and one of those people might be me. So okay, get, you gotta so terms, terms that you are fluent with. Uh huh. Other people might not. So, all right. So, in your senior year of high school, you started to identify as Mm non-binary. Is that correct? So, what does that mean? So, that means that I don't identify as a girl, which is what I was assigned when I was born. Um, And instead, I'm something like not either boy or girl. Um, So, my name, Miriam, was like... It's fairly gendered. It's fairly feminine. So I wanted a name that was more androgynous, kind of in the middle. Um, so I've been kind of looking for um, like a name that would be androgynous, but still feel like my name, feel like myself. Um, so I went through a couple names. And I was going to ask, did you try on some yeah, names? Yeah, I tried on okay. a lot of names. So what were some of the other names? Um, so the first one that I tried on for a long enough period of time to tell anybody about it um, was Lucian. That's a mouthful, but I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah, um, I shortened it to Lou sometimes. Um, but then I decided that was too pretentious and it didn't actually feel like myself. So then I went by... Cassie for a while. Wait, isn't Lucius um, Lucian. Draco's? Oh, Lucian. No, Lucian okay, yeah. okay. Lucius is Draco's dad's yes. name, but Lucian is not. Yes. Okay. Um, Sorry. No problem. <laughs> um, and then I went by Cassie, short for Cassandra, but then I decided that that was also very feminine. I was going to say, that's. O- I feel like that's almost like yeah. on the same exact playing field as Miriam. Yeah. So, like, I liked Cass, but Cass didn't feel quite like me, so Cassie felt more... Um, like personable than Cass, um, and I like the name Cassandra a lot because I like the myth of Cassandra. Um, but then it was too feminine, so I stopped using that. Um, and then I started using Bran. I think in the summer before first year of college, um, and I told my best friends about it, but I didn't tell my family yet. Um, and then I went to college and met all my friends and, um, I told my friends about it. So did you introduce yourself as Bran at college? No, I introduced myself as Miriam, but then, um, like my closest friend, Theo Z asked me one day if I had another name or I mentioned it or something. Um, and wait, okay. Hang on. Mm -hmm. You said your friend Theo, uh-huh. and then you said Z yes. asked me. Okay, I just wanted to make sure yes. if it was okay. So Z is the pronoun that my friend Theo uses. It's Z zer, or Z here. Z here. What mm-hmm. is the here part? Here is the part that would be like her, she, her, Z here. Oh, okay. And then the other one is Z zer. Z zer. Mm-hmm. And what Which works the same way. Okay. Oh, boy. 
I am not going to be there. Very good are at this. a lot of neo pronouns. So, all right. So I've I've heard of these, and I guess from what I've heard, they're very popular. And actually, are they enacted in Canada? Like, does Canada have some kind of legislation's not the mm. right word, but I feel like, well, one of the podcasts that I listen to, they talk about how Canada has a bunch of, I guess, recognized, mm. then I guess they're officially recognized uh-huh. on college campuses, okay. like 27 different or something. That's interesting. Crazy. I don't know a lot about Canadian legislation. I don't either. I just know that that's been my very limited education uh-huh. on these, um, the expanded language of these personal pronouns yeah it's personal pronouns right yeah okay yeah yeah all right so theo z mm-hmm. okay sorry go back to that so, so you introduce yourself so i um my name came up in conversation and i said that i was considering using branlin um as my name so z asked if z could shorten it to bran just as like kind of a nickname um and so I said yes, and then we started using that, and it kind of stuck more than Branwyn did, because Branwyn is kind of, I really like it, but it's it's a little bit more formal, and a little bit more like, a little bit more pretentious. And it's not monosyllabic, and college students really like to yeah. have short. Yeah, that's yes. true. <laughs> um, so Bran stuck, and, um, and then when I went home for winter break, um, I told my family when we were at my grandparents' house for Christmas. Um, and, I, like, I didn't want to tell them before we opened presents and everything because then everybody would feel bad that they had labeled everything wrong. <laughs> um, but I told them maybe, like, the next night or something. And I was like, hey, I have a new name. It's Bran. And so then they were like, okay. Like, that was it? That was the end of the conversation? All right, cool. Um... No, a lot of people were like, okay, it'll take us a long, long time to get used to that. And you'll have to forgive us if we make mistakes and stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh, I know. Well, that's cool, though. That yeah. And so, and you were obviously like, yeah, I've kind of been this yeah. other name for 18 years. And yeah. now, yeah, it might yeah. take a couple of years for this to stick. Yeah, possibly. So since you've said Branwyn, I've been saying that in my head about 10,000 times because it's actually closer to Miriam. So it's like, I think that would have been closer like a, in what way? Uh, syllabic, uh, yeah. the, and with the, you know, win in the em and, you know, Miriam, uh-huh. Branwyn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, that's exactly what I've been like pinging in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, brand's cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's been over a year now, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know the exact date when I started using it, but. And your entire family's down. Mm-hmm. My grandpa who lives here, um, he sometimes calls me Bran and sometimes calls me Miriam. Um, I get that. Yeah. We were just at his apartment just now. Um, and like one time he called me over to his chair and he was like, Bran. And then the other time he was like, Miriam. And he addressed like his Christmas gift to me as Miriam. But then like I introduced myself on the phone as Bran. And then he's like, who? And I'm like, Bran. Well, I'm some your of youngest that, grandchild. Right, some of that's got to be some age coming yeah, in too. Yeah. I and mean, that's got to be a huge curveball to the yeah. over 70. And I understand so. that. Yeah. But it's awesome that he's trying. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, like the first 48 hours that you were here, I like didn't address you as anything, yes. anyone. Yes. Because I didn't want to 
fuck it up basically yeah. <laughs> and it's fine like i get it that people don't know especially people that i haven't like explicitly told anything to and i just changed my facebook and didn't even make a post about it well i was going to mention that because you know people like josh he became the joel miller yeah and so like people change their facebook and yeah. their social media stuff and it's like all right so is this like a real thing or yeah. is this like a temporary like hiding from uh, you know, somebody on social media thing or yeah. so. Nope. It was, it was legit. Real. Yeah. So now is there a legal name change pending? Um, We haven't started that process yet. I'm thinking about it, but I have to pick a new last name first because um, because I don't like the way that Bran Croc sounds. It's just so this is like when Caroline and I got married, you know, traditionally <laughs> it would have been Barbady, but we didn't like the way that sounded. Yeah. So we went Beatty Bar. Yeah. So you're going to go full clean slate. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah. Brand some new ending. Yeah. Oh, wow. Have you. So that conversation, I mean, with the family, has that happened? Um, Kind of. Yes. Um, So when we were at my grandparents for Thanksgiving, I mentioned that I was like shopping for a new last name. And my grandma has been doing a lot of um, family genealogy and history work. So she has a bunch of papers. um, So we looked through those and I wrote down like some of the family last names that I thought were cool. Oh, so you're actually probably going to adopt. Possibly. Chances are. Yeah. 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 So I have like a list of like maybe 10 right now. Um last names that I'm considering adopting as my own. So obviously you know other people that are doing this as well. Mm-hmm. My cousin is actually like almost done with the process. And the new pronoun for your cousin is they them. They them. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll come back to they them too because uh-huh. I got to get used to that. Okay. Um and th- they changed their name mm-hmm. and now It's Vecna. Vecna. Yeah. Okay. But their legal name is going to be Ivy Vecna. And just not use the Ivy. Okay. But so last name's going to be Vecna. Yeah. And first name's going to be Ivy. Yeah. Okay. So there's part of me that's like, gosh, how cool would that be? Like how many people, like not many people get to pick their first and last name. Because mm-hmm. you're usually born into your last name and you're born into your first name because yeah. someone else names you. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> People always com- compliment me on my name, and I'm like, "Thanks, I picked it." <laughs> so, what are what are some of the names that are in the running for last name? Um, I'm thinking about Valentine, but I think that might be a little bit too precious, like Branwyn Sorrel Valentine. Um, oh wait, there's a middle name already. There's a middle name. Yeah, okay. Sorrel. It's a kind of plant. Okay. Um. So and you said that might be too precious. What What's wrong with that? Very like. Branwyn, Sorrel, Valentine. Well, what's wrong with that? I mean, it's just, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's just. Yeah. (laughs) Josh, second appearance on the podcast, way (laughs) off mic right now. (laughs) He's our technical advisor. He's the official show producer. Yeah. Nice. Am I loud enough? Yeah. It sounds great in my headset. Okay. Yeah. It'll be perfect in post. Okay, that's cool. What, that's what post is for. Yeah. Um, all right. So that one's a little too. Yeah. Too. What, what's the word you used? Precious. Precious. Okay. So what are some of the other ones? Um. There's an Atkins, which I think is funny because there's an Atkins grocery store near my college. 
um, there were a lot of Hoffins, um, but I don't like Hoffin as much. Um, I'm also thinking about, like, it's hard to balance syllables, so I've found a lot of two-syllable last names, but I don't want two syllables, although two syllables is better than one syllable, because Branwen, like, Branwen Maddox is one of the things that I'm interested in, but, like, Branwen Sorrel Maddox, like, all of those are two syllables, um, so that's just a little bit too regular, um, but Bran Maddox is better than Bran Croc, because it's just too choppy and short, um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to like fast forward like way into the future all okay. of a sudden because you're kind of like touching on the, these are some of the challenges that I think, well, except for the last name part, but usually eh, there's some flexibility there too, but some of the challenges that parents have when naming their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in your in your non-binary status, mm-hmm. uh, would would you have the opportunity to possibly name children someday through adoption, through physical birth? I'm, I'm totally diving into the deep end here. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't want to get pregnant and give birth. I don't particularly want kids, but I would love to be an aunt. Um, Luckily, you have a sister. Yes, <laughs> who will have kids. <laughs> so I will be a very good aunt and like take care of all my friends kids and everything but i don't want to have my own kids okay yeah just curious all right so then you you can just have all this challenge and fun of picking your own name and won't have to worry about doing it for the kids yeah and what if your sister calls you and says oh my gosh you know i really need you to help us name our kid oh i'd I'd be happy to help (laughs) you're like i have experience in this yeah i like naming things it's fun except oh although we don't know what her new last name would be Mm -mm. or if she would have a new last name Mm -mm. So then if she was still croc, then you'd have that choppy possible one syllable thing. Well, then you would have to do a multi-syllable first name. Oh, boy. (laughs) So it's funny that you started with Branwyn and then it quickly became Bran because Theo asked if he'd call you Bran. Um, Josh is a little older than you, but I think he was still always going by Joshua when you were growing up. I think it was about four people started calling you Josh. But we really, really wanted him well. Caroline really, really wanted him to be Joshua forever. Yeah. And then, like, it, when the name goes out in the world, uh-huh. much like Branwyn, yeah. uh, people change other it. people decide that yeah. it's Bran. My dad was talking about how he doesn't like the way that Tom Croc looks written. So whenever he writes his name, he writes out Thomas Croc. Yeah. So, see, he, all right, so everybody totally gets it. Yeah. There's all these little, like, quirks and nuances to the way it's just people's more monikers are. in your face when it's, like... In your face. Uh, names. Gosh, <laughs> I just never thought about the fact of, like, what if I could name, rename myself? Yeah. And I, I always could. And I did kind of when I took a different last name. Now, I didn't do it legally. And you're no. going to be in the same boat that I was in because if you were to change your name, so this is where it gets jacked up uh-huh. um, genderly. Um, if you were to change your name through marriage. Mm-hmm. You can change it to pretty much anything and just pay like the $15 to get a new social security card. Mm -hmm. But like for me, as a male changing my name, just through marriage, I still had to pay for a legal name change. Yeah. And it was like $425 back then. I have no idea how much it is now. It's probably worse. Probably worse. But um, that was a lot of money when I was 20 years old. Did you have to put your name in the newspaper? 
I didn't do it. Really? Because I didn't have $425. Oh. So legally, I'm still Robert Ooh. W. Beatty. But here's the crazy thing. I pay my taxes as Beatty Barr. Uh-huh. And the United States government does not give two shits because they get their money. Yeah. So I can file taxes in anything. So you could probably socially keep your name anything you want and avoid the legal fee. But I guess it sounds like it's you want to like go. But like filing your taxes as Robert Beatty Bart instead of Robert Beatty is a little bit different than filing True. your taxes as Branwyn Valentine instead of Miriam Croc. True. All right. I'll give you that. And now you could still file your taxes as Miriam Croc and then just go as That's true also. Um but if I for a while I'm like I'm kind of considering doing some kind of like education, like teach English teacher or something. Um I don't know if that's gonna work out or not. But if I wanted to do that and I wanted to like have my name be my name and like not just have everybody call me the wrong name all the time i would have to change my name legally before i get my teacher certificate so all right let's fast forward a little bit to teaching okay um what age group were you thinking i I would do high school i would do english teacher um and what would your students call you my students would call me whatever my last name is and just by your last name so like Mm. let's say it's valentine even though that's not what it's gonna be so they'd just be like hey valentine i mean you could either do that i could do that or i could have them call me by my first name or there is now a gender neutral honorific i think i saw that Mm -hmm. it's mix yeah mx right Mm -hmm. okay yeah Yeah. and i think i just saw that like three days ago yeah okay so and it's pronounced mix it's either mix or mux depending on how you pronounce it i like mix yeah me too mux mix Mix, yeah. mix, Max, Max, Valentine, yeah. Max. What was some of the other last names? Um, Atkins, Maddox. Um, I like Maddox. I like Maddox too, and it's like but it goes with Branwyn because it's right. But then when you say Scottish. like Mix Maddox, Max Maddox, mm. <laughs> that's a little bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot of things to think about here. Yeah, yeah. And all right, so we've got that covered. So there's the new, what is that thing called? Honorific. Honorific. That's what that is? Yeah. I think those are kind of silly anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the honorific. We've got the they, them. And you prefer they, them. Yes. Okay. Is there a, is there, wait, and then Theo does Z. Mm Mm-hmm. And People just pick the ones that they like for them. Yep. Oh, I think I might be catching on here. You're doing it. Um, I do y'all a lot now. Yeah. Like professionally. Yeah. Which is weird. Y'all because is really good. I know, but y'all is typically, I don't know, like not. Yeah. It's you know. It's informal. It's regional. Yeah. And it's very informal, but I've, I've and I've noticed a lot of other people using it professionally too because yeah. it's like the super safe like, um, in tech. Uh, you guys is getting a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, and so there's the arguments like, no, 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 guys is gender neutral. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Not really. No. No. And I've not seen anyone come close to winning that argument. And that's why I, I've focused on y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all is good. Also at college, we say folks a lot. 
folks. Yeah, yeah. folks and y'all, which yeah. is weird. So apparently in the South, they had it right like way before anybody else. <laughs> about some things. Well, apparently about like broad general pronoun usage. Yeah. So that's just crazy. Because the South is kind of backwards for the most part. But yet progressive with folks and y'all. All right. So what's the dialect like? I'm totally shifting really mm-hmm. far out here. Yeah. So you're at school in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. So what's the dialect like there in general? Honestly, I don't pay attention enough to give you a good answer on that. Do you, Is it just that you're not out in the town that often and the school is probably regionally diverse? That yeah, probably. Are there any townies that go like, I'm not saying townie in a negative way, just as like the reference of are there any locals that attend Holyoke yeah University? there's there's, there's a, a bunch of people there's a Holyoke community college but I go to Mount Holyoke Mount Holyoke okay yeah and that is is that a university or college Mount it's Holyoke a Mount Holyoke college college okay um and it's not actually in Holyoke it's in South Hadley so why is it called Mount Holyoke because it's right by Mount Holyoke oh. which is a mountain gotcha yes and when you say mountain, like how tall is this? I have this? no idea. Oh, you got to learn the local folklore. Well, I don't. <laughs> it's <laughs> taller than hills in Illinois. Well. That's what I know. There are no hills in Illinois. So. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson's Mound, I think, is measured in hundreds of feet. I think it's like 700 feet or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But, but so you're there for two more years-ish? Yes, two and a half. I've done one and a half so far. Oh, so are you on on track to get out in four? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's an unfamiliar like statement at our house. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> if so, I if I wanted to do if I wanted to get serious about doing education, I would need a lot more English classes than I have. So it might be less likely if I did education, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'm doing education. So I'm doing some, like, intro to, like, I'm taking educational psychology and global English as, like, my first dabbles into... What is global English? I think it's a class that that studies, like, um, different dialects across the world and how English is spoken across the world. Nice. Yeah, so it seems really interesting. Hang on, I'm watching Josh. How are we doing? Oh, well, I think... Also, first of all, are you doing, like, legit podcast right now? Yeah, we're we're just going for it. We might not broadcast this tonight, but... You got us both then. All right. Well, don't make a lot of noise with that chair, please. <laughs> all right. So um, so it's a study of dialects from around the world? Mm-hmm. Like, English dialects? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That actually sounds very fascinating. Yeah, it does. So let's talk about the major then. So okay. the primary major right now is... Gender studies. And what does that entail? No idea. So you really haven't dove into the major okay, itself so yet? so I have done gender studies courses. I took intro to gender studies. I took trans histories, identities, and communities. And then last semester, I did feminist and queer theory. And then next semester, I'm doing feminist methods and practicology and research or something. I don't remember the name of it exactly. Um, so I've done... I'm, like, well on my way to doing the major. Um... But, like, I don't, there isn't, like, a set path for what to do. Like, when you're when done. When you're done. 
and except you can, maybe teach gender studies. Yeah, basically. But then you couldn't just go from undergrad to teaching. Not really. Now, could you maybe? All right. So, are there gender studies classes being offered at the high school level? No, not 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 where I am, at least not in Illinois. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, I just I don't know anything. So what is the course definition or like the the course book definition, whatever you call it, the curricular definition of like gender studies? Like what is the broad overreaching or overarching Um, definition of what that major entails? There's been some like departmental conversation about that recently. Um, A lot of professors think that we named ourselves safely, um, especially since we named ourselves a while ago. Who's we? Uh, like the department. Okay. Um, naming it gender studies. Because not a lot of people know what that means. Right. And so they were trying to define like what it actually does mean. And the upshot is that like other colleges who have a similar department call it women's sexuality and gender studies or queer studies or um like women's studies or feminist studies or something like that so but do those feel limiting because it seems like it's got a definite feminine slant um and i'm not saying that's negative i'm just saying it's not like i think i prefer gender studies because i feel like it's more inclusive even though it's not i I mean (laughs) it's i guess yeah like you can say it's kind of about whatever you want but if the department does want to be more specific then it would be good to have a name that is more specific and like actually conveys what they want to have the department be about so is there like an anthropological aspect of some of the classwork where it's like a a look way back in time or not necessarily um in my trans histories class, we like started in the sixties ish, um, because that's when the first like that's when some of the first documented cases of trans people in medicalized fields showed so, up. So we're talking medically trans, not yeah. just yeah, not just identifying cross genderly. Yeah. I'm going to butcher a lot of these. So if I do be like, nope, this is actually how you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some classes that look at like different um, experiences of gender in other cultures. Um, like in India, they have the hijras, um, which is a third gender category. Um And you spent some time in India, right? Yeah, I did. Just as a travel abroad uh, high school exchange, correct? High school exchange, yeah. And so did you experience any of that third gender culture when you were there? Or is this something you learned about since? It's something that I learned about since. And looking back on it, I think there were a couple experiences where I may have encountered hijras, but nobody said that name and nobody, like talked about that as a culture or anything um so it's kind of just like maybe that was maybe it wasn't um we went to like um i think there was a wedding at a hotel that we were staying at and there were performers there and i think they may have been hijra performers um but i can't say for sure 
Um, Where were we? I don't remember. Uh, we were talking about just the different, um, like different courses and the definition of like what yeah. gender studies kind of boils down to. Yeah. At least in your experience. Because so we don't know broadly. Yeah. So gender studies kind of as our department talks about it is like the experience of gender in social situations and like the way that society constructs gender and how um, gender is experienced in our society. So enlighten me a little bit about how, like when you said society constructs gender, like Mm -hmm. are you deep enough into this program to like be able to educate me on some of that or is this something you're learning as well? All Um, right, well, yeah, then lay it on me. Yeah, so... Society constructs gender um, because, so, like, gender doesn't exist as a thing. Like, you are assigned a gender when you're born, and so based on that gender assignment, you are expected to interact in a world in a certain way. Um, so if you're assigned a girl as when you're, by, when you're born, um, then you're expected to like right you've got your different societal confirmations that you you're expected to mold to yeah so so there's that so there's that societal identification of gender there's um but like because it's like expectations of how you're how you're supposed to behave um it's not like gender as a thing doesn't exist it's a thing that we perform it's a thing that we like create through however we act right it's an expression so gender yeah. it's so so you can express a gender that doesn't align with your dna or your chromosomes yes so where does the role like how does that like how does that all fit so Yes, you're assigned a gender when you're born, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you came, you were brought into this world in a pool in your yes, parents' house. In my bathroom. And everyone looked down and said, oh, that's a girl. Yeah. So, I guess at that very point in time, that label was put on you based on your physical yes. appearance. Yes. Now, a blood test could probably confirm that you have the chromosomal makeup or yeah. or not. Yeah. But let's say in, in a majority of cases, like if I went and got a DNA test or chromosome, they would say that I have the pattern for being of the male of this species. Yes. So how does that all fit? Because um, like, I, I think of that as gender as well, but maybe that's not. Maybe there's a different term for that. Well, sometimes they call that sex. Okay. Okay. Um. So sex is sometimes thought of as like your physical body and gender is sometimes thought of as like how you think of yourself in your head or, or how the world or has the world. framed you too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, I can, I can hang with that. But like gender studies complicates that a lot. But gender studies probably focuses on the environment more so than the, than the physical like the the societal environment, not the 
not the chromosomal. Um, we don't talk about chromosomes a lot because nobody knows their chromosomes. Right. But in my feminist and queer theory class, um, there was one reading that we did about um, intersex people and how intersex people like complicate the strict binary of male or female body um, because... Help me out, intersex. Okay. Intersex is people who are born with genitals that can't be identified as either male or female. Okay, okay. Um, so ambiguous. Um, and that can present in any number of ways. Um, and often when intersex people are born, the doctors will try to correct it and like assign them as either male or female. And how do they make that determination? It's usually based on how long the clitoris is. Oh, all right. I get that. Yeah. So if it's over a certain length, well then yeah. that that they really tried to be a boy. Yes. <laughs> um so then like when intersex people grow up, like th- if they were assigned a gender that they don't feel is their gender, then they may be trans. Right. But if they do feel that they like are the gender that they were assigned, then they may be cis. Cisgender. Um or as this reading talked about, um, you can, like, the existence of intersex people, like, in the medical field, like, um, just kind of breaks that binary and, like. But we're learning that there's a lot of things that break that binary, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Or. This is just one example. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I guess, yeah, that totally does break the binary. And kind of your experience is a little bit, well, you said non-binary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so not gay, not identifying as male. Well, oh, no, sorry. So that could be, so you could be gay, but you're not identifying as male and you're not yes. identifying as female. Correct. So that's the non-binary. Yeah. yeah. So then you have, so you've got gender uh-huh. and then you have sex would basically be the evaluation of the equipment that you're born with yes. at the time of your birth. Yes. And then you have sexual orientation. Yeah. So like it's, are there other layers that I'm not taking into consideration or is oh, it sure. those? I mean, oh, there's really? gender expression. Um, I mean, there's, well, but gender expression kind of falls into the binary it non-binary, can, oh. but it doesn't have to really. Yes. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so hard. So I am non-binary, but I don't like, most of the time I don't dress in a way that is extremely androgynous or masculinized. Um, and because of the way that my body looks, that would make me like present in a more non-binary kind of way. But I usually like, I often wear what are considered girls clothes, like dresses and like, so um, you still like your dresses? I like dresses. Yeah. Okay. Um, So my gender presentation is still non-binary, but it's not a masculinized version of non-binary. Right, because you like to wear your dresses. Yes. So so from a well, all right, so from a fashion standpoint, mm-hmm. you prefer softer, dressier type clothes yeah well that's we wouldn't even call them women's clothes you just like you would wear a kilt i would not wear a kilt. you would not wear a kilt <laughs> because it's too woolly um no i just 
It's not my style. Okay, it's not your style. Um, so you have a non-binary, not sex, because that's the equipment. You have a non-binary yeah. gender. Yes. But your gender expression is more feminine. Yes, kind of. And I'm there's question marks at each and every point here. Yes. So I'm just trying to like... And like I'm... This is incredibly fascinating to me, by the way. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to... And hopefully I'm not making you uncomfortable. Make it clear in a way that is still true. Um, Yeah, no, this is a tough one. Yeah. And hopefully I'm not the first person that you've had to explain this to. You're not. Okay. It's just I... You can be, like, firm with me if I'm, like, <laughs> screwing this up. I mean, I, I'm totally, like, I'm flying blind here. Yeah. So, like, I don't really think about sex. I, in my theory class, I mean, like, my sex. Like, okay. As right, my. Right. Not like the bow like, chicka bow wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like that. Okay. Um, you don't think of your equipment. Yeah. I don't consider my body to have any influence on my identity okay um i kind of conflate gender and sex in my own personal experience um and i like both my sex and my gender are non-binary um We probably won't edit this pause out because this is good. <laughs> um, my presentation is also non-binary, but like, I'm sure. Tra- like, it's interesting hearing you talk about this, though, because when I think about it, it's like, I think the presentation layer, if that's even like, I feel like that's almost like the. It's weird because that's the thing everybody sees, but yeah. I also feel like it's almost like the least. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like the meh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. And to be 100% honest, I kind of dig it about you because like you're, you're a beautiful person without like having to put any like expression on top, if that uh-huh. makes any sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was meant to be incredibly complimentary. <laughs> it was probably super awkward. But. No, it's okay. I, I get what you mean. Um, and I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, like some people will dress in a way, in a specific way to get people to see them as a certain thing. So like I cut my hair because I wanted people to see me as queer. Um and because it was more comfortable. All right, so but yeah. Really quick. I so said what's that? Okay, so define that for me because I Queer? think that yeah, I think that because I think traditionally there's been one very specific definition, but I don't necessarily know. I don't under, I don't know if that's how you're applying it right now. Though. Yeah. So historically queer is a slur against LGBT people. Um some people have reclaimed it as an identity. Some people don't like it because it's a slur. Um, I use it to refer to myself sometimes, but not all the time. Um, more often I just say gay. 
Um, okay. So you are using it synonymously with, so like, if, yeah. if, so take away all the other, like, you know, we've got the equipment, which is the sex, the expression, which is the appearance, the um, binary versus non-binary is like yeah. th- how you feel your body dictates what, so then the get your motor going kind of thing is you like, oh, but see, if you're non-binary, then what does that mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> no idea. Wow. Okay. So, so for you and I'm putting words in and then you can like correct me. Uh-huh. So for you when, so if you're using gay and queer interchangeably, uh-huh. but if you're non-binary, then you're still, it's kind of like dealer's choice kind of thing. Yeah, or? kind of. So I like my, my more, um, strict and like labely label is by bisexual. Are your parents going to be freaked out if they listen to this and I'm talking about like what gets your motor going kind of thing? I mean, I'm not going to talk about that that much. Okay. Well, I'm just using it to kind of like try to get a No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, So, so I identify as bisexual, which means that I could be attracted to men or women or non-binary people. Right. And that's kind of where I thought you were going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also use gay to refer to myself as just kind of like a label that says I'm not straight. Um, that's kind of how I use queer as well. Although queer often encompasses my non-binary trans identity too. Um, so queer is more about like a, a huge umbrella kind of thing that um encompasses like my my gender my non-binary gender um my being trans and my sexuality um gay kind of covers my sexuality and says i'm not straight um as a trans person it's like kind of interesting to use gay to refer to myself um and i like i don't say bi very much but that's there needs to be a new the term that kind of means like, because we're like bi came from, you know, only being two choices. No, that's not actually true. Um, well, I feel like that's how it's defined, though. It's it's defined that way by straight people. Oh, but like for a long time, it's been defined by actual bi people as the attraction to two or more genders. Two or more. Two or more. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I felt like the, the B.I. part was yeah. limiting because yeah. by kind of means yeah. to. And a lot of people think that, too. Um, and some people prefer to use pansexual instead of bisexual just okay, to make so that, that clear. that does exist. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, but I just like the bi label better than the pan label. But I don't label myself very often just because I don't really care. Right. Even though we've spent the better part of 45 minutes for me like, trying to figure out all the different Like, labels. I care what people think of me, but I don't need a specific label to label myself as. Which maybe makes it hard for other people. No, but I think that that makes it better because, really, at the end of the day, I don't need these definitions yeah. of you yeah. to know you. Yeah. Um, I just thought they made for interesting conversation. Plus, I wanted to learn where you were in the whole yeah. thing. Um. I think, you know, it sounds like you're very, 
like open and understanding of people who don't understand. Yeah. Um, obviously, the people that are raging assholes and they're not understanding, that's yeah. a different situation. I don't want to talk to them. Right. But I think people that hopefully, I get the feeling, and hopefully it's not just because of you and I having a relationship that goes back your entire life, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> that you're that you're not just being uh, overly, uh, what's the word, patient with me. I'm not yeah, being feel, overly patient with you. Okay. Like, well, I feel like you're being incredibly patient. So. I am being patient. <laughs> <laughs> but not overly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I chose this conversation. I, like, am willing to have it with you. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you at the beginning. You tell me to shut up and stop at any time. But <laughs> yeah. I guess it's too late now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm okay with talking about it with people. I ask that they be respectful but like as long as i feel like they are being respectful and just wanting to learn about it like i'm willing to talk to them about it if they're just like doing it to antagonize me like i won't talk to them um and if i don't like i won't necessarily have this conversation with everybody because god no who has all that time nobody has that time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so do do you feel like you've been on this at least a year and a half long like discovery road or was it a pretty easy quick done Honestly I did most of the discovery in my junior and senior year of high school and you were traveling for some of that time though or was it after the traveling was it done It was after the traveling was okay. done Um I went to India in my sophomore year Okay gosh I'm getting old I can't remember <laughs> these things No it's fine Um so I did most of the like discovery then um at BHS. Yes. And how was that? It was not good at all. The doing the discovery part or just being in general at BHS because I know you really hated it. I didn't like it at all. Um I didn't come out to like anybody. Um apparently most people thought I was a lesbian anyway. Um but I didn't like tell anybody that I was bi until like late in senior year or like a couple people that I trusted who were also non or not straight um but like I didn't want anybody to know because I didn't want anybody to make a big deal out of it um I just didn't feel like it was anybody's business and like I didn't have any close enough friends at high school to tell them Apart from the people that I did tell. And do you feel like it was, at that time, a non-supportive environment for that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I think it's changed a lot since. And it's weird because it's only been three years. Yeah. But I feel like it has changed a lot. I think it's a lot. It's obviously still not utopia. Yeah. But I think it's become a lot much more supportive environment there. I agree. And I think that I maybe didn't give enough people enough credit. Um I think I was just scared that people would react in a bad way, even though they may not actually have reacted in a bad way. Um, but you're mostly talking about your peer group, yeah. not necessarily the faculty and the staff. Yeah. I just didn't want to have to deal with right. like... And I don't know what the environment is with the peer group as a whole yet. I think yeah. the student body is getting better. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I'll check in with Lillian and see what <laughs> her thoughts are on that. Good plan. Well, I mean, because she's still there. and But yeah. I know the faculty and staff are much more in tune. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know there. I know there have been a couple other trans people who have been like who have come out, and had to fight with the faculty about that. But 
Well, yeah, it's not. It's never going to be a hundred percent on the faculty, yeah. but like the conversation of like bathroom discussions came up, and it was pretty much laughed off by everyone. It's like pff, they can use anybody can use whatever bathroom they feel like they need to use. Yeah, and, and like that may be the policy, or it may be how the teachers feel it should be, but that doesn't necessarily reflect how right. people actually feel. And like, and I'm not boots on the ground there. Yeah, so I yeah, mean, I'm not either. But my hope would be is that nobody's really making an issue out of it. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're actually challenging or being challenged at that level at the high school yet. Yeah, but I don't know. I know that there's never been discussion about third bathrooms. So no. I mean, but I mean, that makes me happy that, you know, it's like, hey, if, if you, you know, if you're not bathroom A, then bathroom B is totally fine as well. Right. But if you're non-binary, then that can also be alienated, alienating because I don't really belong in either the men's or women's bathroom. Well, but I would argue that you belong in either. Right. But I, w- I, I would I would argue that in the United States, we should probably get rid of gender uh-huh. identified yeah. bathrooms yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's the point. Like, <laughs> bathrooms should be gender neutral and they should be private and, like, nobody should make a deal out of it. You've never been in a guy's bathroom, have you? Nope. Oh, you never want to go. No. 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 I don't even like to go in there. Yeah. There's no such thing as privacy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when in doubt. Always pick the women's bathroom. <laughs> That's my rule. <laughs> yeah. Even though I can't. Yeah. Um, all right. So are you, so we're totally shifting gears again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you work at school? I do not work. You I have never not. had a job. So you're never ever? I have like dog sat for people. Oh, you never actually have and punched a clock, yeah, have you? No. Huh. You're going to keep that streak up for as long as possible? As long as possible. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Um, this I'm summer, I either have to get a job or an internship, but I haven't started looking yet. So what would an internship look like? Um, There are internships with LGBT orgs. Oh, good point. All right. Or like for a while, I was trying to get an internship at Fermilab in the HR department because I thought that might be something that I was interested in, but that didn't work out. Um. And just like various things. Have you like sat that. down with those people in the HR department? No, we have. My family has a friend who works there, and she thought it would be cool. But then, like, she talked to her boss, and they don't have the money for it. No, but you should actually just go sit down and talk to them in general, because I think you'd be, um, I think you'd be encouraged mm-hmm. by the number of legislations and protected classes and mm-hmm. how things are supposed to be now of course that's not necessarily yeah. how they are but yeah. i would bet you it for me it's pretty darn close yeah i think based on what our friend has said it's like it's getting better it, it's getting yeah better. I, well, the company that i work for is hr benefits firm and like our our policies on diversity you know discrimination those kind of things i mean i feel like they're best in class and they're i mean we really follow i think a really decent set of Mm -hmm. you know and everyone gets a fair shake and Mm -hmm. for the most part it's kind of like you know special allowances can be made for anything if necessary but you know in an environment of acceptance and you know welcoming we don't have Mm -hmm. we're 1100 people so yeah that's pretty cool yeah. We just had our discrimination training like two weeks ago. Nice. So I'm, it's fresh in my mind. <laughs> so never had a job. Wow. Yeah. So what do you do with all your free time? Well, this break I've been reading a lot. Well, no, no. What do you do with your free time when you're at school? Oh, at school I don't have free time. <laughs> How many hours do you take? Um, Just the regular. I just take four classes. But like 
I don't do anything. Did you bring your instrument? Do you no. play anymore? No. Wow. Nope. So you just study, study, study. I just study and I go on the internet <laughs> and watch Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe job is something that you should look into. Maybe. Um. All right. So we've talked about the classes. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about is, uh, well, all right, what do you do for fun? Like at school? In general. In general. Um, I like to read and I knit. I've gotten like into knitting recently. So I'm are you going to knit my scarf or is your mom? Mom is. Okay. <laughs> but you totally could. Though, I right? could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just asked mom. You didn't uh, ask Because I didn't know you were the go uh, <laughs> secondary go-to for knitting. I'm not really. I can knit. I'm not fast at it like she is. I'd have to get a good look at your portfolio before I make that call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the... M- I'm working on this huge shawl. It's like asymmetrical and it's got all these stripes and stuff. And it's really cool, but it's taking forever because it's a super thin yarn. Oh. That's, yeah. That's a mistake. Yeah. It'll feel great when it's done. Yeah. But... It's going to take a long time to get <laughs> done. Um, Listen to me talking like I know about knitting. Oh, you know. I know a little <laughs> Yeah. I've watched the magic happen. Yeah. So I also, I mean, listen to music on Spotify. All right. Who are you listening to? Um, St. Vincent, most recently. And, and what kind of music is St. Vincent? I have been trying to find that out for a long time. Um, I have no idea what kind of genres I like. Um, I went on Spotify last night and tried to figure that out. And... Some of them said synth pop. Some of them said like indie rock. Some said something else. I bet you Owen probably knows them then. I feel like yeah, he listens maybe. to a lot of synth pop. Yeah. Or indie rock. Yeah. Synth pop. I don't know. Maybe. What does he listen to? Oh, uh, Head in the Heart. I know yeah. that's old though. Um, yeah. But it's that kind of genre. I like them. Uh, the... Oh, 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 wonder. Yeah, I love Oh Wonder. Yeah, yeah. That's where he's. That's what he used to listen to. I'm not sure. Okay. What he's listening to now. I'll ask yeah. him later too. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I love Oh Wonder. Um, I also like Always, but the W is of two V's. All the V's. I don't know. So it's German Always, Always. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I like. Oh, I love Sufjan. Sufjan Stevens. And, um, I'm kind of getting into. Oh, what's it called? K-pop? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, Perfume Genius. What is that? I don't know. It's it's a band. There's a person called Mike Hadreas. So if you could use an adjective to describe it, what would the adjective be? Uh, Angry? No. Is that an adjective? No, that's, that's not an adjective. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just not a, not the right one. Um, I have no idea. Really? You don't play word association games very well, do you? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You should work on that. Yeah. Do you write? You said you read. Do you write? I used to write. I like the idea of writing, but I don't actually write anything. Um... Sometimes I draw, do art things, but that's only sometimes. 
So is the um, the fashion stuff, is that going to be an omnipresent thing or is that just going to be... Which fashion stuff? Like the construction, the garment making, the... Right. Um, I would love to do that. I love sewing and I like making my own clothes and stuff, um, especially like gender feeling-y because I can like make clothes that fit my body and like look in a certain way and like I love the idea of being like just like a featureless blob and I want to make clothes that look like that just like really weird silhouettes and like funky patterns and stuff and like ruffles and gauze and just whatever very interesting you should uh definitely do more of that because i'm very intrigued by so far i have made two bags and that's it so i need to work on that wait are these bags that you wear or bags that you put stuff in bags that i put stuff in okay like carrying stuff right okay so you said like amorphous blob and then you said i've made two bags and i'm like all right that is that what you call the amorphous blobs no okay so actual carrying bags yes and what was the fabric like that you selected um it was very thin it was cotton it was seersucker um stripey it was very cute it's so funny because you went to the weight and the texture instantly and i was thinking well i thought she was going to tell me what color it was and and then you got to the stripe they were going to tell you Hmm? you thought they were going to say sorry (sighs) um it was like gray and white striped wait did i say you thought you were going to tell me? No, you said Did she. Did she? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought she was going to tell me. Damn it. Yeah. All right. They. It's been like 48, 72 hours. I know. I know. But I I need to try harder. Yeah. Appreciate that. I did see that your dad slept last night, though. So yes. that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, my family. That gave me a little wiggle room. Works on it. Yeah. Well, remember. I yeah. mean, 18 years, 19 yeah. years. Yeah. But my mom gets it. Yeah, well, your mom's, gets it. your mom's an exceptional Josh human being. Josh gets it. Josh does get it. He's also an exceptional human being. Your dad's an exceptional human being, too, but sometimes men just don't process stuff, mm-hmm. even though Josh does. So uh-huh. Josh is good. Yeah, maybe generalizations aren't no quite the way to go. They're not, but yeah. sometimes they're just easy gravity points. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, fashion, stru- construction... Um, you like to read. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? Um, I like sci-fi. I my dad recently lent me his series, um, the Broken Earth series. It's by N. K. Jameson. It's about this world that doesn't have a moon, so like their continents like have a lot of earthquakes really quickly and like volcanoes and stuff and they have these people who are called origins or rogenies or something origins um and who like can make the earth calm down like they can work with the earth and like make it do stuff kind of druidy type people kind of or do but they actually more like have magic-ish okay um Yeah, and it's just, it's really cool. Like, the world building is really good. And it's super, it's just very unique. Like, it's, the style of writing isn't anything that I'd, like, read before. And it's just a really original story. And I liked it a lot. 
so highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the name of it again? It's the Broken Earth series. Broken Earth? Broken Earth. Okay. The first book is um, the fifth season. They have these things that they call fifth seasons when, like, there's a disaster and then, like, you can't see the sun, so everything dies. So they have no moon and yeah. then a disaster comes and they can't see yeah, the cause sun? Yeah, because the moon is the thing that, like, keeps the earth Gravity. together. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That sounds dark. It is. <laughs> but then for I mean, like, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, they have the, they still have the stars and the, and the sun. Right, but when the disaster comes and blocks out yeah. the sun, that, yeah, then that's it's dark. no bueno. Yeah. So for Christmas, I got Dad the, like, another one of her trilogies, the Inheritance trilogy. And I haven't read that one yet. But So you're hoping when he's done with it, he passes Yeah, it. I am. We call that a Homer Simpson bowling ball in yeah. my family. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> I had to explain that to Lillian yesterday, too. Uh, in the episode of The Simpsons, Homer bought his wife a bowling ball because Homer really wanted a bowling ball. Oh. And he figured that she wouldn't want it and then give it to him. Nice. But it backfired. Did it work? No. Nope. Oh. She started taking bowling lessons from this Rico Suave bowling instructor. Oh, and, no. And I think... Uh, the appearance of an affair happened oh, and no. Homer realized it was totally like a fable. Yeah. Homer realized yeah. the ridiculousness of getting a Homer Simpson bowling ball for her <laughs> and everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah. As they course. do on the Simpsons. Of so. course. Um, anything else you want to cover? I feel like we've, uh, we didn't cover martial arts, but no, I always done that in a long time. I always tell people that I reserve the right to recall them as a witness. So okay. we can talk about stuff like that another That's time. That's fair. Yeah. Anything else? Not that I can think of right now. Uh, anything you want to uh, leave with the uh, literally tens of listeners that I get every <laughs> week? Um, just like think about your gender. Like, what does it mean to be a certain gender? Like. You know, like, just think about it. What expectations do you have when you think about, like, oh, I'm a man. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, why are you a man? Or why are you a woman? Or whatever. Just, like, think about it. That's going to make my brain hurt. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then the very last thing I ask everyone is who is somebody that we both know that you think would be good on this podcast? My mom. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yep. We were talking about that last night. So yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's a definite. Right. Get her on here and cool. I can get her perspective and how she's done so well with <laughs> transitions and openness and learning. Well, yeah. Because she's just awesome. But, but she's, yeah. She, she struggled at the beginning. But she picked up stride and has yeah. probably not looked back since. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. Very yeah. uh, impromptu and spur of the moment and no helping problem. us test the new mic setup. I think yeah. it sounds pretty good. So nice. um, this is fun. Uh, all right. Till next time. Thanks, me. Uh, shit. <laughs> thanks, Bran. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Wow. So not only did we have tons of fun just then, but uh, I learned a ton and uh It was really kind of weird because it was a spur of the moment that uh, Bran was here and we just kind of went with it. So hopefully everyone listening got as much out of it as I did 
and uh, definitely going to have Bram back on so I can talk to them and uh, and learn even more. Uh, so big thanks to our sponsors again this week, socialimposter.com and The Bob and Kevin Show. Uh, I guess I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>